The following sermon was delivered during morning worship at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith every Sunday on the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And now, here is our guest preacher for today's service. And now, let us turn to our scripture reading this morning, which comes to us from the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, beginning at verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all of the exiles to whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future filled with hope. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Once again, O oh God, your church is scattered into different homes and worship, but we've come together in common to place our lives in front of your open word. And we ask that in these moments you would do what only you can do through your Holy Spirit, carry this word deep into the most protected corners of our hearts. We ask this in the name of the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jeremiah wrote his prophecy to the Hebrew exiles who had been taken into captivity in Babylon. Babylon was not where the Hebrews wanted to be. It's not where they thought they should be. And it felt like their life together had taken a detour to the wrong place. Detours. We know about detours. And that's because we have so many plans to get our life to the right place. But sooner or later, something happens that you were not planning something that interrupts the plans that you do have, and once again, you find your life has detoured. No one anticipates going on a long detour through a deadly disease, or unemployment, or the loss of a relationship that was once cherished but has somehow unraveled. No one plans to stand beside an open grave where their loved one will soon be placed. These are hard detours. But sometimes even when we do receive what we had planned to get, a, a new job, a marriage, a, a child, it's not long before we realize that what we have received is not exactly what we had planned. So yes, we, we know about detours. 
The whole world has been pushed into a detour over these last four months through the COVID-19 pandemic. And most of us trying to do our duty to help flatten the curve have sheltered in place to prevent others from getting this horrible virus. But ironically, that has turned home into a place of exile because it's not where we want to be. Where we want to be is back in the busy offices, in, in the restaurants, in our sanctuaries. We want to be free to travel again without being afraid, or to even go to the grocery store without being afraid. Over these last four months, we've also discovered even more of the great systemic racial injustice that exists in our country as African-Americans and Latina-Americans have been infected by this virus at disproportionately much higher rates. And tragically, we've also discovered that they've been threatened not only by the deadly virus, but even by some of those who swore to protect them. For the people of faith, it feels like we've wandered far far away from the peaceable kingdom of God, which is known for its commitment to doing justice and to loving kindness and to walking humbly. Whenever we feel like our lives are not in the right place, like the Hebrews who yearn to get to Jerusalem, we too yearn to get to the right place as soon as we can, however we can. Two weeks ago, Reverend Werner Ramirez introduced us to the false prophet Hananiah, who wanted to make the people happy, so he told the Hebrews that this exile wouldn't last long. And in response, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, there is no easy way out of a place of exile. When my wife and I are in the car driving to someone's home for a dinner, or when we used to drive to people's homes for dinner, I'll sometimes look over at her and say, I'm going to show you why you married me. I think I know a shortcut. Dawn no longer argues with me about this. Now she just pulls out her cell phone, calls the host, and says, we're going to be a little late. That's because she's learned that my shortcuts usually just make the journey longer. When we feel like we're not in the right place, when we feel like we have been exiled from our dreams, when we as a country are coming to terms with the reality that we've drifted a long way from our pledge of liberty and justice for all, People of faith then turn to scriptures, and we, we look for hope. And this book is filled with hope. But you're not going to find any shortcuts in here. Instead, what the Bible consistently calls us to do is to seek God's redemption in the place that we find ourselves today. 
After Jeremiah dismissed Hananiah's false prophecy, he then offered the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat the produce. Take spouses, have children and grandchildren and seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you in exile, and pray on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Well, there it is. That was the word of the Lord to the Hebrew exiles and the word of the Lord to us today. Plant your lives in the place that God has placed you. Commit yourselves to them. Live your life and love your neighbor, especially the neighbor who is not like you. Now maybe you were expecting something more extraordinary or heroic. But according to scripture, there's nothing more heroic than a commitment to living faithfully day after day after day. So maybe you do not want to be working from home. Maybe you do not want to be living in New York or in whatever city you find yourself. Maybe you're tired of sheltering in your parents' house, or maybe you're tired of having your adult children shelter in your house. Maybe you're tired of being afraid of getting sick. So now what? So now you make a choice about how you will use these days. And the choice is available to you to greet each day with a grateful and generous heart and to commit yourself to the mission of seeking the welfare of the city where God has placed you today. This word for welfare comes from the Hebrew shalom. It means to seek peace and restoration. Seek the restoration of the city. The city does not hear for you as if all of this is just resource for you as you plan to put your life together according to your dreams. No, you are here for the city. And in seeking its welfare, you will find your welfare. Verse 11 in our text today is perhaps one of the most cherished verses of all the Bible. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, plans to give you a future filled with hope. One of the questions that we keep asking ourselves in these difficult times is, does God have a plan for this? Does God have a plan for the future? And according to this text, yes, God has a wonderful plan for the future. It will unfold in God's own timing and in God's own way. 
All that we really know about it is that it is a future that is filled with hope. And that's all we need to know to turn to the more pressing question, which is not does God have a plan for the future? Yes, but that's in God's hands. The pressing question is does God have a plan for today? And that's why these previous verses are so important. Absolutely, God has a plan for us today. That plan is to seek the restoration of the place God has led us. The plan is to seek the welfare of the city. The plan is to commit ourselves today to doing what is just and to loving kindness and to walking humbly. And in doing that, we will find our welfare. We will find our joy. If you cannot find joy along the way in the journey, even along the detours, you're not going to find it at the end of the journey. We tend to think that joy is something that, that comes to us from getting what we wanted. But it almost never comes that way. And it almost always comes as a surprise. We thought we were on a road that was just an unwanted detour. But along the way, we found our mission. And then we discovered that the detour was actually the road to our own salvation. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.